What's going on? It's Kilo. Back for another episode of the regular podcast on the regular network. It's real. All right, let's get right into it, man. Before we do anything, though, make sure you let me move this mic back. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We try to get these numbers up, man. I'm I'm really thinking about the road to 5,000 subscribers. You know, I need y'all to help me get there. I still got a long way to go, but you know, once you hit a milestone, it feels like you got a long way to go to the next one. So, you know, let's let's make 5K happen sooner than later. Um, you know, we get right into it. But before that, if you want me to touch on any topics, make sure you email me at reg r e g podcast at gmail.com you know i want to see what y'all want to talk about I, I normally talk about the things i'm into i want to talk about stuff y'all are interested in but you know you got to let me know what y'all are into man first thing i want to get into because it's very interesting to me is this whole swiss beats and timberland thing with versus they have a lawsuit against triller that they just filed man let me read a little bit of this article man because you know, how the tables turn, it's just a wild thing how, how things work out. This headline from NBC News says, Swiss Beats and Timbaland sue Triller for $28 million over Versus rap battle deal. Okay. According to the lawsuit, Triller refused to make payments after the virtual battle series was sold to the company. So, pretty much I'll give you a, a brief overview. What happened is Versus, a.k.a. Timberland and Swiss Beats, they did a deal with Triller. They said, hey, we're going to sell you our company and we need you to pay us by this date. Triller was like, okay, cool, great. They took the company, but they never paid these guys. So then, you know, Timberland and Swiss, they fought. You know, they put in the legal paperwork with Triller. They said, hey, you need to pay us. What's going on here? And Triller was like, okay, my bad, y'all. We got y'all. And then they set a different date and... Triller just still didn't pay him. So they pretty much, you know, it seems to me like Triller is saying, get it back in blood. I, I really don't know. They haven't made any public comments. They haven't said anything in the media. They haven't given any official statements to anybody as to why they are not paying Timberland and Swiss Beats their money. It's a little bit weird. Let's see. Um, dang, I got this light is flickering, man. Can y'all see that? Okay. Light was flickering a little bit. Let me let me read this. According to the lawsuit, after Triller failed to make a large payment to Swiss Beats and Timberland in January 2022, the company agreed to settle to a settlement requiring Triller to pay them $18 million, $9 million each by March 20th, with $1 million per month for the following 10 months. Triller has not made any of those promised payments, the suit alleges. They say and get it back in blood. Now, to date, defendants have failed and refused to make any payment to Swiss and Timberland of the past due sums due and owing. According to the lawsuit filed Tuesday in Los Angeles Superior Court, the aforementioned default, aforesaid, sorry, defaults constitute material breaches of the agreement by defendants. The lawsuit filed on behalf of Swiss Beats and Timberland seeks $28,095,000 in damages, 
plus applicable interest as well as legal fees and other further relief as the court deems just and proper. This is that's a lot of money to first of all that's a lot of money to purchase verses. The reason I say that is because all it is is pretty much a concert series type of thing, right? It's a virtual concert series where you have one artist play their music and it's seemingly like a battle against another artist. Triller could have just done this on their own without dealing with verses at all. They could have came up with their own name, done the same thing, and at best, people could have said, y'all are culture vultures, y'all are stealing from the culture, whatever. But now you look like a culture vulture that doesn't even pay your dues, which is probably a little bit worse. You would have better off just been still, just steal the idea and make your own thing. It's not like Versus is the first people to ever come up with this concert concept. I mean, uh, Lil Wayne and Drake went on on tour together, called it the Lil Wayne vs. Drake tour, or Drake vs. Lil Wayne, whatever it was called. And that was essentially what they did. They went back and forth, song for song, let, you know, build up the anticipation of hearing the songs next to each other and all that. So it's not like Versus, Timbaland, and Swiss could have claimed that they invented that idea. You're better off as Trilla just saying, we'll just do that same thing. They didn't need Timbaland and Swiss, so there's no point. You did a deal with these people and then didn't pay. Now you are accruing interest the longer you go without paying them, these guys. It's all very strange that uh, th this company would be so unprofessional. See, it's interesting because if Triller was a, a large black, uh, not large, but if they were a black company, people would be saying all types of things about black companies. If one company, one black company did some terrible business like this, talk about their unprofessionalism, they'll see this is why our businesses can't do this, this is why our business can't do this. But when a company like Triller is doing it, nobody is, is making any type of statements about how this whole race, oh, this is why this race can't do anything in it. But y'all do that when we have some people that mess up. It's interesting when y'all decide it's a good time to generalize and when it's not a good time to generalize. Also, as, as time goes on and the more time passes that they don't pay, the amount that Tim, Tim and Swiss will be looking for is increasing. So, Trilly, y'all need to get it together. If you broke, just say that, as, as the kids would say. If you don't have the money, file for bankruptcy. Give Tim and Swiss your company, whatever you got to do. But y'all need to pay them people, man. I don't know who. I, I'm going to tag somebody at Trilla when I post this up. Because this is, this is a little bit it's a little bit nutty. This is bad business. We don't, we don't want to see this in the, um, in the rap industry. And I just think it's good. You know, they hit a lick on them people, man. Because versus, I mean, why would anybody pay that much money for versus? People, and especially the way it started, it started with people, these artists getting on Instagram and just Instagram live and playing their music over Instagram. Like, I, I don't even know what they were paying for. Just paying for the social capital, I guess. Big fail on Versus, on Triller's part, man. Big fail. And, and Versus will probably end up going back to Timmons, which they'll probably get their company back and get that money. Or at least some of it. Now, switch switch gears real quick because um, and this is a hard switch because this has nothing to do with bad business on the part of a company that's borderline culture vulturing when they do something like that. 
a report just came out from a company. Well, it's a company called PwC, and they do surveys. They just, you know, go around the business world and do surveys and stuff like that. And they did a survey called the PwC Pulse Service, right? And in that report that came out, what they did was interviewed 700 U.S. executives and board members from various industries, right? And about half of the respondents said they were preparing to reduce headcount or already have. Now, that's, that's major because the, the top list of businesses, what we all hear about all the time, is like the Fortune 500. This is 700 executives. So they got, they got data from, they have survey information from a lot of different heads of companies. And they're saying that they are gearing up to cut employee, cut, cut a large percentage of their employees. And the reason is because of what's going on in the economy, the recession, the inflation rates right now, how hard it is to even find workers, how hard it is to find people to work, which we know that's not true. We know they got something else going on. On top of that, roughly 46% of companies are either dropping or reducing signing bonuses which became commonplace over the past year as businesses tried to lure in new workers amid an increasing tight labor market. Another 44% rescinding offers entirely. <clears throat> Think about that. I have a theory, right? Because this whole recession thing has been bubbling for a while now. I, they finally announced that we were in, you know, legit recession territory. But... We've been, we've been hearing about this thing bubbling for a while. And the thing about it is, my theory, a lot of these major, because if you go on like Indeed or something, there's jobs galore posted on there. You see there's jobs everywhere. They have a lot of jobs posted up right now. But for some reason, a lot of people filling out a lot of these applications, going through a lot of these different interviews. They're putting people through three, five interviews, have recruiters hitting you up all over the place, and then they're just not hiring anybody. So... I think there has been an unofficial hiring freeze with most of these companies for a long time, but now they're announcing, like some companies are announcing hiring freezes, and then here, out of 700 executives that they interviewed, 44% said they're rescinding in, uh, offers entirely. So even people who feel like they got the job, these companies are taking it back. I even seen, because I'm in a tech group, a black tech group on Facebook, I seen a post in there about a relocation an employee received a new job or they got an offer and they accepted the offer and they relocated so they moved to another city and then before they were like right before they were about to start the job the company took the offer back they were they quit their last job they left their last where they were living at and now they're stuck in a new city with no job because this company rescinded the offer so think about it like if anybody knows you know, at least general signs for what's when an economy is about to get very, very bad for people and citizens of America. When the jobs go, that's when everything else follows, right? I know a lot of times people have been looking for this housing crash and they just pretty much the only thing they've been saying is what goes up must come down. But we haven't had anything to force prices back down. But one thing that will force prices back down is if people lose their job in mass numbers. Right. So if we start to see massive layoffs like we did in, in about 12 years ago, if we start to see massive layoffs, that's when you'll see people start to 
lose out on these homes that they've been spending top dollar to buy over the last two years? Because you got to think about it. And I talked about this in my Divi video, and I'll bring that back. I'll bring that back too. I did an episode of Three Minutes with Kilo on Divi, and I talked about how this is super dangerous that all of these houses are being sold and people are being put under these ridiculous contracts for homes that are highly inflated, right? Homes with highly inflated values right now is super dangerous, and I compared it to the housing crisis with the super lending thing. I think that. People will be stuck. So let's say the economy falls apart. You just spent $400,000 on a house that three years ago was $200,000, right? It's, it's never the, the, what we've just seen over the last two years with increased home prices, we're not going to see that again for a long time. That's, this hasn't even, never even happened before where home prices jumped this much in value in such a short period of time. We're not going to see it again. So when these, house, when these home prices fall back down, it's going to take many years for them to climb back to where they are now. So for the people who are barely above water when it comes to equity in these new homes they purchase, or some of them are maybe have negative equity because, you know, they went and put down, they went way over asking price and they had to cover some money that wasn't, you know, the home didn't appraise at a certain value. So they had to put even more money down just to get the house. They are going to have a hard time in this housing crisis that's about to happen, right? And if jobs go, housing goes next. And it's, it's, it's going to be scary for a lot of people. And, and I suggest that everybody brace for shock. I know a lot of people have been preaching this, change jobs as many times as you can so you can keep on getting more and more money. But... That is just not a good strategy in a market like what we have now. This market is very shaky. It has been shaky for the last few years. Now, I'm not telling anybody what to do. If you feel like you see an opportunity to go get some more money, do what you have to do. But you have to keep in mind that leaving your job right now in this current market is a little bit short-sighted. And it kind of makes it look like you're not paying attention to what's going on. If you leave your job currently, right now, you are putting yourself in a position to be one of the newest people at a new company. So if everything falls apart, who do you think they're getting rid of first? A lot of companies use the last in, first out method. Meaning, if you're the last one hired, you have the least seniority here, we'll fire you first or lay you off first. And you haven't even been here long enough to get any of the benefits that come with working somewhere for a prolonged period of time. Right. So keep that in mind when you go jumping job to job right now in a market like this, that's so shaky. Think about it, man. If, if you are at a place in your employment career where you can pay your bills, where you can take care of your family, where you could do what you need to do day to day. My opinion, stay where you are. Stay put for now. Because things things I feel will get shaky. OK. Y'all, um, you could take my advice or you cannot take my advice, man. Who am I? I'm nobody. I am uh, nobody. And, um, oh, got to stretch. I'm a nobody, man. Again, I'm going to bring that Divi video back because I need, I need y'all to see it. Hey, so I didn't talk about this, but, but Donald Trump's, his, um, his Mar-a-Lago property, it was raided. And of course, you know, everybody heard about that by now. They were looking for some nuclear documents 
they I don't think they found anything because they didn't arrest him or anything like that. But he did get raided and it made major news. But one thing that happened with that is that Trump's fundraising went through the roof after that. So pretty much when, when he got raided, then Trump's, it, because, listen, that's the thing. People say what they want about him. Dude is a smart businessman. So when he got raided, they decided to rally up all the supporters by sending out a whole bunch of emails to all of their support, as many supporters as they had information on. They sent emails out to a whole to everybody, and they sent a lot of emails out, right? Pretty much saying, "Hey, they're attacking me. They're trying to weaken my chances of winning president or even being able to, being eligible to run for president. We need you now. And the way we the way you can help, donate." So essentially, for the week after he got raided, they raised pretty much a million dollars per day in fundraising. From just like normal supporters, not not big business, anything. They just went directly to their people and raised about a million dollars a day for their fundraising for this campaign. It's 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 a little bit crazy that people would say, I mean, people you can see this man is a billionaire on paper. They say he's a billionaire, he he's has all these assets and things, yet the normal American, the normal Republican American would say, he needs my help. Like marketing is crazy, man. It's, it's just wild how marketing work, works. It's wild how the human mind works, how easily manipulated people are. The amount of money that people sent, like he has that in his personal. He can cover the cost of advertising. He can cover the cost of anything he needs to do to win a presidential election. Not to say he'll win, but I'm saying he has the money to cover it. But for some reason, a lot of you poor Republicans thought he needs me. I need to send him some money. Why do I need to send him money? Because he got raided. Did the FBI take any of his money, freeze any assets, take any properties from him? No, they didn't. But again, it's, it's amazing to me how marketing works, man. It says the date, here we go. Contributions to Trump's political action committee topped $1 million at least two days after the August 8th search of his Palm Beach, Florida estate, according to two people familiar with the figures. The daily hauls jumped from a level of 200,000 to 300,000 that have been, uh, that have been typical in recent months, according to the people we spoke to on the condition of anonymous this, uh, donations. That, that, that's crazy. For, so for about a week, they got about $7 million. Uh, I mean, $1 million a day. Here we go. Man, I, I just, y'all look at it. I mean, it's not really important. You don't need to look it up. What I'm telling you, it comes from a Washington Post article, so it's, it's accurate enough. I'm not reading any of the biased information. I'm just letting y'all know he, he raised about a million, a million dollars a day for a week straight. And, you know, his supporters took the bait and, um, you know, they gave him a lot of money. And, and speaking of Trump, y'all know Trump did a speech a couple weeks ago. It was the speech where he talked about like if I was a if I was a on the NBA I mean a WNBA team I would go get LeBron to play on my team and tell him ask him did he want to be a woman because he would be the greatest female basketball player ever we had the greatest team they would never lose all that that same speech he talked about a lot of stuff it was like a two hour speech and I didn't see a lot of it make too much noise but his his supporters were excited that he was out here doing whatever. But I will say, I did hear something like 
and it, and it really made me think because Trump said it, and he was mainly was talking about how terrible Democratic-run cities are doing and how they're not tough enough on crime and how they need to support police more. And then it hit me because I'm, I, I wouldn't, I have been voting Democrat my whole life, but I really wouldn't consider myself a, a Republican or a Democrat. I'm more like have been voting Democrat because just being loyal to what I was raised to think I was supposed to do politically. That's done. But let me let me just um, tell you what I was thinking. So in my head, I'm like, that that doesn't make sense that he would say that they're not tough on crime. Every city I ever lived in was run by Democrats and they were pretty much like police were super rough on the citizens in, in those cities. And I'm like, the largest police forces in America are Democratic-run cities. The largest budgets in American policing are in Democratic-run cities. The largest jails that house the most people in America are in Democratic-run cities. Now, I'm not talking about prisons that are state-run. I'm talking about jails in a city, meaning, or, you know, a location that's a, a, a municipal jail. <clears throat> and the reason I bring that up is because the Democratic leadership would be the ones promoting the filling of those jails. Let me, let me just, and, and I, I don't like the fact that people, we fall for this whole thing. Like, the Democrats and Republicans are playing good cop, bad cop. They're on the same team. So when, when Republicans get out here and say how Democrats are so weak on crime and all this type of stuff, <clears throat> it, it makes them, it makes Republicans look like they're tough on crime and Democrats are too laxed. So when Democrats try to win those moderate voters, they beef up. They beef up law enforcement. And that only makes the cities that they already run, because they're already running cities that have a lot of police versus citizen negative interaction. It makes them ramp up budgets. It makes them ramp up law enforcement activity. And it makes the city's relationship with the police even worse. And, and it's like they fought. They, I can't say they fall for it. I say they're all working together. Let me just tell y'all real. Let me just run it down real quick because I'm not making it up that the largest jails and all that stuff is in Democratic-run cities. Let me tell y'all. The five largest jails in uh, local jails in the United States, right? Los Angeles, number one, with 19,800 inmates. Number two, Rikers Island in New York City, 13,849 inmates. Harris County Jail, which is Houston, Texas, 10,000 inmates. Cook County Jail, which is Chicago, Illinois, 9,900 9, in, uh, inmates. And Maricopa County Jail, which is in Phoenix, Arizona, is 9,200 or 9,265 inmates. All five of those cities have Democratic leadership. Now, okay, who cares that they have Democratic leadership, right? Let me, uh, let me tell you about the police budgets and the top five cities' police budgets, right? Because they say Democrats are too lax on crime. They don't support the police. Okay, well, let me tell you the, the top five cities and the spending on police. The number one city is Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore has the highest per capita price tag, spending $840 per citizen on its city police department. The total budget was $549 million. 
for Baltimore. Number two, Wilmington, Delaware, spent $825 per resident in 2020. Total department budget was $59,800,000. Washington, D.C., spent $744 per resident on police. The city allocated $655 million for its department. Number four, Newark, New Jersey, spent $737 per resident on police. The department budget was $208 million. And number five being Bridgeport, Connecticut, $102.3 million, uh, $102 million. They spent $706 per resident, right? And let me, I just want to say number six because New York City is egregious. Number six is New York City. The NYPD cost the city $626 per resident. The department, the department budget was the largest in the country at more than $11 billion. Every city I just named on that list of cities that spend the most money on their police force, they all have Democratic mayors. So the largest police forces have Democratic mayors. The cities with the largest jails, Democratic mayors. And the cities that spend the most money on policing, cities with Democratic mayors. And good cop, bad cop is in full effect, and we fall for it every time. We, 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 a lot of black people live in major cities, major metropolitan areas, New York and L.A. and Chicago and Houston being some of those cities, right? And we say there's police brutality. Uh, the racist Republicans keep on making, a, and I'm not pro-Republican, I'm not pro either one of them, but this is what we say. The racist Republicans keep on promoting all these racist police officers and they keep on beating us up and they keep on brutalizing us, they keep on killing us. Yet... It's the Democratic side spending all this money on these people, and it's the Democratic side filling these jails up with us. I mean, we got to think about this. Yet, so the Republicans are the mouthpiece for a certain type of activity as it relates to criminal justice in this country, and then the Democrats actually carry it out covertly. Good cop, bad cop. It's disgusting. It's nasty, man. And and they really they really squeaked it past us. I won't say they squeaked it past a lot of us because a lot of us don't realize when we when we support a party what we're supporting. We're as far as black voters go, we are mostly loyal to the party until we see the entire black American, you know, group switch over. We we all tend to move together. Like when black people switch from Republican Party 60 years ago to Democrat, it was a huge shift together. We all moved together. And it, so, excuse me, we're not really voting our interests. We're voting our group collectively for whatever reason. So I just, I just want us to keep that in mind, man, when we, when we go forward making some of these political decisions that we make, it's... it's it's a good cop, bad cop thing going on, man. One one side being the, the mouthpiece and the other side being the executors. You know, Republicans don't even run big cities well. Where most black people that live around the country, we, we mostly live in big cities, right? That's where most of our population is. And most of the big cities are not run by Republicans. So whenever we talk about, yo, the city is doing this and they're allowing this to happen, gentrification and 
police brutality and you know environmental racism all this type of stuff is not it's not the people that we call our enemy it's the people that we keep on voting for that's promoting it all right whatever man y'all y'all look into it yourselves man speaking of speaking of some pure uh foolishness there's a city down in alabama called vincent alabama right i don't know if y'all let me know if you heard about this vincent alabama they had some text messages from police officer come out and it was a racist text message let me let me read it to y'all real quick they have a screenshot of it some type of way this text message hit the internet the, the police officer says what do you call a pregnant slave the other police officers question mark then he sends another question mark because he really wants to know what do you call a pregnant slave and then the original police officer says bogo b-o-g-o buy one get one free right so corny joke you know it's an old like racist dad joke you know this is what this is the humor that this guy has or whatever and he thought that was a good idea to send to his co-worker apparently his co-worker didn't think it was that funny. I don't know if he thought it was funny or what, but they took a screenshot of it and sent it, and it got public. The, the text message made its way to the internet. I'm assuming the guy who received the message is the one who put it out there. I don't know how anybody else could have got it. So what happened was the text message hit the internet. It made a little, I mean, this is a small town. This town only has 2,000 people, so it didn't make that much noise, but it made enough noise in that area to where they had a city council meeting and they had a big meeting, you know, big meeting, it's a small city. They had a meeting and the residents came out to the meeting. It looks like they met in a gymnasium somewhere and they pretty much discussed like, hey, we need to get rid of those police officers. This town is so small, they only have three police officers in the town. Two of them were in this text message thread, right? So what happened is they, they, they found out the people running the city found out that there were some old personnel policies in place where they couldn't fire these police officers. I'm assuming it's because that would only leave one cop left and they couldn't be they couldn't have one cop per 2000 people. Whatever the case was, they had a personnel policy in place that wouldn't allow them to fire these people. So the people running this town came up with the idea to say instead of firing them because we can't we are going to dis dissolve our police force completely, which is three people. So they came to the city hall meeting and they decided, or the city council meeting, and they voted and the vote went through to dissolve their police department. That was the only thing that they could do to refrain from paying these people. They, could, they just couldn't fire them. So those guys were going to keep on receiving money if they didn't do this. So I just think it's wild, man. Right now, the, the city will be policed by the county government. They have their sheriff's office out there, of course. And this is a city that's pretty close to, um, to Birmingham. It's 35 miles southeast of Birmingham. So it's not like they're not too far removed from civilization, but it is a small town in Shelby County, Alabama. And um, it's just wild, man, that they, they even have a policy in place that will allow those people to keep on, to keep, working there just because they couldn't be fired it's a little bit crazy but y'all let me know how y'all feel about that because I, I just think it's a little it's a little crazy man i got i got to um i want to do 
I want to do an album review for y'all real quick. And but first, but first, before I do that album review though, I did want to talk to y'all about something real quick because men, I feel like you know you hear a lot about men out there talking about, yo, I took the honey pack, or dudes out here like pop the perk or. It's some dudes out here just taking Viagra straight up. But I was, I was, you know, I don't get to work out as much as I like to, but I do like to try to eat healthy or whatever. And I came across some information that talked about pretty much like a natural, a natural energy booster in watermelon that, that, that watermelon is. And I guess I never really thought about, I never realized that watermelon, because, you know, when you eat watermelon, it's like water. It's just juice, it's pretty much juice. You know, if you squeeze all the juice out, you pretty much are left with nothing, which I guess there's a lot of things like that. But, you know, I just never thought about how healthy watermelon really was. I always liked watermelon, but I didn't know how healthy it was. And, you know, we have this thing in the black community where a lot of, a lot of black people feel like, it's a negative stereotype that black people love watermelon, but there was a time where watermelon really helped us with all of the hard labor we had to do in this country because it's full of hydration, first of all, and it's full of, it's full of this chemical called citrulline, right? And citrulline is something that helps with blood flow. So to get your blood going, it's, it's like a natural energy drink. If, I mean, if you eat watermelon, enough watermelon, it's like an energy booster. You know, it gets blood vessels dilated and you, you know, it opens you up and gets you flowing. It reduces blood pressure, it's good for your heart health, and it's also good for male, you know, pelvic activity. You understand? Because it, it helps with blood flow. Anything that helps men with blood flow will help with erectile issues or erectile enhancement, whatever. So, and, and I'll tell you that uh, watermelon has so much of this. So watermelon has so much citrulline that the word citrulline got its name from watermelon. Like the in in the Latin language, watermelon was called citrullus, and they found so much of this chemical in uh, watermelon that they said, "Well, we'll just name citrulline after citrullus, which is watermelon." So that's how much. Like this is a natural thing. Like a lot of people take citrulline substance uh, uh supplements from like gnc or whatever like little pills but of course we know these little rock supplements they don't do as they don't have as good of effects in your body as naturally eating a fruit or something like that what so I, I would definitely suggest man if you are not allergic to if you're not allergic to watermelon definitely you know add watermelon to your normal diet or just watermelon juice fresh watermelon juice not like watermelon drink with a bunch of sugar and all that type of stuff and just like fresh squeezed watermelon drink the juice is very healthy for you especially as black men we have a lot of heart issues in our in our blood in our dna and we want to fight against that especially those of us who don't get to go to the gym don't get to work out do cardio a lot you know ask them and if you're allergic to watermelon you know you could do the same thing with uh they say cucumbers legumes legumes so you, you you know find something that's high in citrulline content and, and add it to your diet if it's safe for you i don't know you know i'm not a doctor i can't tell anybody what to do okay i'm just letting y'all know something i found you know it, it helps it helps people out period but especially men all right
So, you know, y'all y'all jump on that, man. A new album that just came out today. Today is August 19th, 2022. New album that just came out is B.O.B.'s album. His album is called Better Than Drugs. Uh, he put it out independently, which I love. I love when the artists put out their music independent because that means that when we support, pretty much all the money is going directly to them and whatever they got going on, especially these rappers. I, I love to see it. It's 12 tracks on there, 35 minutes song, uh, 35 minutes total. You know, and, and if, I don't know if y'all seen some of my album ratings in the past, but I like to put numbers on things, you know. It's, it's just what I like to do. So I, I rate albums on lyrics, beats, sound quality, overall production, album artwork, rollout, and then I take those numbers, I put them in my little machine, in my, in my kilo machine. You know, everything is weighted. And then we come up with an overall score based on those factors, right? So for the lyrics, the, the, the lyrics on the album, I gave it a 90. You know, it's solid lyricism. Of course, if y'all listen to B.O.B., you know he rap. He do his thing when he rap. Um, you know, it's, it's really not. It, he didn't go too deep. You know, the content wasn't what you have been hearing from B.O.B. over the last few years. He's more on the mainstream side again. So... Is 90 instead of something higher because it's still everything is still sound everything makes sense lines flow together the bars are intact very on beat uh for the beats i gave him a 93. bob is very good at picking beats i don't know if y'all listen to bob's music but from forever from any time i ever heard him the beats are always great so i gave him a 93 on that sound quality of course like i told y'all before i mean most professional albums will have good enough sound quality to wear us, you know. So I gave him a 95 on that. It's really 95 instead of like 100 or whatever. Because I listen to it in headphones. I listen to it in my little Bluetooth speaker, but I listen to it in my car. And one of the songs, Tulum, the feature, whoever was featured on that early in the song, they kind of sounded like, it sounded, the quality sounded different. So it sounded like him and B.O.B., recorded their song in two different quality of studios. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what happened. But in the car, it sounded a little bit um, weird to me, right? Overall production, I gave him a 92 on that because it's just a good flow. The overall production could be higher if he if it was like some type of concept. I personally like a concept album. I know the album is called Better Than Drugs. He's talking a lot about women and things in, that, in the album. But it's not, nothing really flows together. You know, things don't. There's not a theme or a concept or anything like that for the album. So 92, you know, he did his thing. Album artwork, I gave him a 91 on that. <clears throat> it's a solid, just a picture of him. It's very colorful, vibrant. It kind of reminds you of like a Super Mario type of thing. You know, it's cool. 91 is, is solid. Rollout or marketing, I gave him an 80 on that. Because you have to be really, really tapped in with B.O.B. to have seen that this album was coming out. He didn't do a whole lot of major press. I mean, I saw, well, he did some major stuff, but he didn't do a lot of press that would get him in front of the right eyeballs for a rap album release. Now, I know that he's independent, so he's not getting the major marketing dollars behind him, so I'm not really going to hold it against him like that, but the score is the score. You get an 80 on that. He was on the 85 South show a month, like, like a month or some change ago, maybe two months, and... Uh, he didn't even speak about this project at all, to my knowledge, and it was a short interview. He, he probably should have spoke about it then. He might have said he had something coming, but he he really didn't talk about this at all. Then he did a Forbes 
article that just came out yesterday, a day before the album came out. But I read the Forbes article and it's really talking about, it's mostly talking about his life and catching up on him, what he's been up to and everything like that. You know, his social media, they talked about it, but that was pretty much it. But when you are a person with content like B.O.B. has had for the last few years, which is considered like woke or conscious or whatever like that, you already know that they got your shadow banned, B.O.B. So if you are, you can't use your social media platforms as the main source of getting your promotion out there. He has 1.8 million followers on Twitter, and then some of his tweets only have like six reactions to it or not six reactions but you know six likes or whatever like that and that's because you have been shadow banned bro you can't use that as the main source you need to i, I can't say what you need to do i'm just telling you as a conscious person you know that you've been shadow banned they're not just gonna let all your stuff be seen by everybody that follows you you know that same thing with instagram his instagram he has eight hundred thousand followers something like that also the likes and the views don't match up with the amount of following he has. Again, you've been shadow banned. So you got to keep that into account. Also check the Google search for your name. The SEO is not, you know, is not there right now. You know, you search, you search for B.O.B.'s name. You want to see the new album be some of the top results that come up, but you don't see that. Actually, you do see that Forbes article that I just referenced, but you see another article pretty high towards the top. It's talking about how some students down in, in University of Central Florida are boycotting him coming in next week to perform. And that's pretty, that's bad promo for a new album. So you want to flood the search engines with, with articles and things about yourself so that, that stuff like that can get pushed towards the bottom. You know, I did see he put a new video out um, with his features. That, that was pretty good. So... Overall, his album scored a 90.85, which is a B, which is pretty good. That's like very good. Like I told y'all before, my old ones, most most professional albums that come out will be between the C and the B range, you know. And professionally, because the way I scored things professionally, you're not really going to see too many Fs because they're going to hit certain marks that keep the score high enough. But also, you're not going to see too many above like 92 because it's going to be very hard to get up there the way i grade so you know 90.85 is still amazing especially you know independent he did it all himself he doesn't have any major features but well he has one what i would call major feature even though this artist is independent tech nine which is my favorite song on the album it's called nigga now and tech him and tech nine get on there and and, and they go back and forth and I, I just love the flow on that song is I think it's the second track on there. I, I really think they killed that. He killed a lot of this stuff on this song, on this album. So, you know, y'all go check that out. You know, this is a, this is a solid project. I'm definitely gonna listen to it. I'm definitely gonna listen to it some more. You know, it's a good album. You could put on and drive around to. It's a it's an album. You know, you might be about to go out somewhere. You put this album on while you're getting dressed or something like that. Maybe you're going to a concert or a day party or something like that. You know. Put this album on it and vibe out to it. Y'all check that out. B.O.B., I, I, I see that in this article you, you say you might be doing a, an al a metal album. Get with me about this metal album, man. I got a guy who is a metal expert, and he's black. I got him signed to my network. You know, he, he's a black man out of Ohio, but we can make that connection real. I'm sure you have people down here. 
But this dude has been playing, he's been playing guitar since he was like a toddler. He's 30 years old now. So this is a dude who's an expert. He, he has played all different types of music, but his love is metal. So you get with me, man. I, I got somebody for you. And because metal, I, I see it happening now. Metal is about to be a nice little niche trend for black artists. But that's all I got for y'all today, man. Make sure you hit me up on Reddit at The Regular Topics. Make sure you get with me and follow us on the regular network on Instagram, The Reg Podcast on Twitter. Go to www.theregularnetwork.com. If you want to see other things going on, we have theregularnetwork.com slash shows. You can check out other shows. You know, theregularnetwork.com slash shop for merch. You know, we have we have whatever you need. Okay? So that's all I got for y'all, man. Thank y'all for watching. Peace out.